what scared me the most during that during that experience would be the intrusive thoughts that I would have the thoughts that I didn't recognize of my own and it would be really concerning for me and something I wasn't proud of you know I didn't want to identify as having negative or um, dark thoughts (laughs) welcome to this cosmic life where we get to talk about how we are spiritual beings having a human experience and how they each inform each other and all the messy and the magic and the hilarity that comes along. I am your host, Tara Samadhi, and I'm so happy you're tuning in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this cosmic life. Today we have an amazing, amazing, beautiful sister, Hannah. I met her and I just, I just felt her heart. I felt her genuineness and her curiosity. And there is something so fresh and lovely about this particular vibration that she has. So let her introduce herself. Hello, beautifuls. My name is Hannah B. Hannah Tyndall. And I am so excited and honored to be collaborating with Tara today and for the conversation that we will have. A little bit about myself. I'm currently on the coast of California and I've always wanted to live in California. And it's a dream of mine that is still unfolding and I'm excited to be here. We're excited that you're here. So we were talking the other day and there was just such a organic curiosity that was present in the conversation about your spirituality, about how you're slowly and deliberately stepping into this new awareness. Would you talk about this a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the... The process of my fully identifying as a heart-centered being, as a grounded being, as a medicine woman, as a yoga practitioner, as a creative person, as an artist, has developed over time. And I've been able to have opportunities where I'm able to get clear on my own truth. And in the world, we're stimulated so much by authors' opinions and podcast opinions and um, people who propose a certain path to get to a particular place. And what's been the most profound for me to find time of integration, find time of stillness, and find time of contemplation of how does this feel for me and what is true for me in this moment and um, what is true for my life right now. I have a journaling practice that has allowed me to really get clear and hold space for myself as I be honest with all of the different versions of me that show up on the pages that we're able to find some compassion within everyone who's present. Beautiful. So for those who don't know, she's talking about the morning pages, which is an incredible practice that 
is a three page commitment every morning in script to just putting all thoughts, all ideas, all everything on the page to get it out of the brain so that there is clarity, that there is space for something else. Because the thing is, is that in our everyday, we always have so many different pieces that are taking up space. And in order to get to the gold, in order to get to the other stuff, we need to move things around. And by doing that, that allows the flow of the new contemplations to come through. Mm. Does that does that feel in alignment to what you're doing? Absolutely. I think of my morning pages as though um, a sifter almost. So I'm able to put my stream of consciousness into the sifter and then everything that is either repetitive thoughts or thoughts that are consuming some of my energy that may not be necessary. I'm able to sift through them, bring awareness to them. And then by the second and a half page, I'm able to think, wow, you know, what am I going to do with my day? Like what intentions am I going to have? What am I, what am I appreciating? What's really working? Um, And new insights tend to emerge when that space is created. Yeah. So would you like to share some insights that have been coming up for you recently? Yes. Something huge for me recently has been embracing um, the darkness. I've had a lot of shame around this. This has been an insight for me. Um, I've had a lot of shame around embracing the darkness. And that was the beginning really of what led me into more curiosities of what's what's this earth thing all about what what am i here for what what am i what what am i doing here that experience of shame and not being able to fully embrace it and it was really the past two weeks i've been really accepting more of that of welcoming the darkness welcoming the shame and not being so afraid if i welcome it and it won't consume me or it will just become disaster crazy or darkness itself it's like I am the awareness of the um shame for the thoughts that are coming through so Mm -hmm. that's a very consistent theme with a lot of people right now so are you open to sharing some of the specifics of that One of the things that have really helped me in my evolution has been standing in my weakness. I say this all the time and specifically telling on myself and being like, oof, let's talk. Let's, let's say that one, even though that's the one I don't want to tell anyone. So I invite you to share, I invite you to share what this piece is and where the understanding is coming into it and the compassion and how you're bringing that shame into the filter of your heart and holding holding it and transmuting it. Mm. Mm. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I have been able to trace back of the first time I experienced this level of 
shame or darkness or this kind of opportunity to embrace what was present for me. At the end of high school, I started to experience extreme anxiety, extreme dissociation, and it was triggered through marijuana. And after a really profound psychedelic experience, the smell of marijuana would trigger just an out-of-body experience and it wasn't fully present within my being. And so that journey led me to a journaling practice. And eventually I did heal my relationship with that plant um, in a way that wasn't me even consuming it. It was just me being around it and knowing that it's safe for me to experience different states of consciousness and then it's safe to be in my body during that process. What scared me the most during that during that experience would be the intrusive thoughts that I would have, the thoughts that I didn't recognize of my own. And it would be really concerning for me and something I wasn't proud of, you know? I didn't want to identify as having negative or um, dark thoughts, but I would find myself witnessing it and then fixating on it and then looping through that entire process. and. This is something that a lot of people do experience. And at the time of my life where I was in that state of dissociation, and this is also happening, it really, really took me into the dark night of the soul and the bottom of just feeling really weak within my body, really weak within my spirit, really weak within my clarity. And when we go to that space within ourselves, we have the option to hold ourselves and to be there for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so showing up each morning and writing about your experience and really giving the acknowledgement to your body, mind, spirit, soul is, sounds to me to be the key that has helped you navigate these waters mm -hmm. it's been such a gift for me to develop that relationship with myself in that way mm -hmm. yeah so judgment and negative thoughts and intrusive thoughts and all of that are coming up in lots of ways to point in a direction for our awareness, to be aware that there's something there. There's something that we can work on and shift and change and transmute. Sometimes it's ours, sometimes it's the collectives. A lot of times these thoughts, because I'm very familiar with this, I'm familiar with awful thoughts that come through and I have no idea. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Why am I having these thoughts? Why, why do I have these really, really uncomfortable thoughts that seem out of alignment with who I am? So in the past, I would push them down and be like, what are, what are you doing? Stop doing this. Like, I, ah, like, and just be, be in shame about them. But I read this incredible book called Opening Our Spiritual Eyes. And she talks about how when she was going through an awakening period, she 
was experiencing horrific judgmental thoughts towards other women, towards other people, towards everything in, in, in like a really like trashy, trashy way. And she said that that gave her an opportunity to forgive herself, to do a practice that is when you see a something that is creating this energy inside of you, this dissonant energy, this low vibration energy, going to it and apologizing in your head, saying, I'm sorry for that thought. I'm sorry for that reflection. I ask for forgiveness for that. And then forgive yourself. Because whenever we see anything at all, it is still a part of ourselves that needs to be worked out. So that is, that is my experience. That is one of the truths, one of the ways to navigate dissonant thoughts or intrusive thoughts. I love that piece of self-forgiveness. I think that is something that I haven't been ever exposed to of, I mean, prior to me, it wasn't taught to me in my childhood, I guess, to in the importance of forgiving myself or loving yourself or having compassion for yourself yeah our society is getting it together now but in in a lot of the ways it it has been really lacking in that piece and our nervous systems are like what do we do and then we're adults and we're like oh we have to work on all these things all these traumas and all these experiences so that we can have relationships, so we can live a fulfilling life, so we can walk our path, you mm-hmm. know. But now what's amazing is we're getting it earlier. So how old are you? I'm 24 years old. Yeah, you're 24. So I'm 42. And I'm just getting it like maybe five years ago, I started to step into that realm of starting to get it. And I'm not saying I get it, but I'm always in the process of working on on the understanding of of these these ingrained, imprinted programs. Mm. So what happens with evolution is younger and younger will get it. And your children and you know the people that are having babies now, are passing this on to them and creating a whole different platform for these children to fly from. It just makes me so excited for the future (laughs) when we view in that perspective of all these. Oh yeah, we have to be excited for the future. Yeah, if we're not excited for the future, then we're doing it wrong. Like we have to get excited because things are shifting so much and by our belief and by our optimism and by our joyousness and our playfulness and our curiosity, we create the blueprint for the next civilization. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think this highlights too the importance of everyone, no matter their, where they are in life to show up in their greatness fully because it can be an expander for someone else to see like, wow, you know, if they're able to do this, I may be able to too. 
And people can be really surprised how just their simplicity of being and their own authenticity can inspire someone in a way that they wouldn't think of. I love that. That's really it. All you have to do, there's no doing, there's just being. We just get to be. And in our being, it is a act of service, an act of faith, an act of an, a, a, like a, a, a mural of beautiful, beautiful creation, just in our being, in our walking down the street. And we get to do this. Mm-hmm. We get to shift this. So I was talking to a client of mine and she was like, I need to be in service. I need to be in service. And she's in isolation somewhere. And um, she was like, I need to be in service. And I said, everything you do can be service. Everything you do, you shift that whole entire paradigm and service is washing your own dishes. Service is taking the dog for a walk. Service is cleaning your room. Service is, you know, just smiling at somebody. So what is your highest expression? So you're talking about people can be in their highest expression. So what is, what is that for you? I'd say that my highest expression is within my creative acts. I, cons- I do consider writing to be an act of creativity. Um, I mean, yes, it is an act of creativity. And I, I guess I phrase it in that way because I am le- leaning into the ownership of being a writer or in, in the ownership of being an artist. Um, because within creativity, we do have full, full room to play and full room to explore. And we did discuss the morning pages throughout this conversation. And the originator of that, that tool and that practice is Julia Cameron, who is a genius at merging the creativity and the spiritual path together. And um, she loves to, to discuss this, this concept, which has made me think about my definition of what creativity is and how creativity is really found in so many different, how creativity is found in every aspect of life. So would you like to share some of your writing or would you like to share something that you're working on or an idea or how that looks for you or how that feels? Sure. So right now I'm working on a collection of different collages that are that I found in my stream of consciousness journaling that either different insights or inquiries. One I'm working on right now is who are you becoming? And it's just on a big piece of paper and we'll have different collages of old calendars that I found at a thrift store that someone was giving away for free (laughs) Um, that I'll be collaging the different images on a piece of paper. So that will be a different collection or that will be a collection that I'm going to be working on. This makes me happy I'm just doing it for me. Beautiful. I love it. Amazing. So is there anything you want to talk to me about or anything that you want to discuss? We have like about like 15 more minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's, I'm just like 
thinking, but really what, what, what am I wanting to discuss with you? I guess something that I want to acknowledge and, and speak about is how much I do honor you stepping into your own magic and your, your expression of sharing your voice and your story because it does provide um, myself and someone in their 20s insight of the the level of embodiment that may be possible for myself as I move forward because when waves of either doubt or despair crash over us it's like what is happening is this am I doing the right thing and I guess I would ask you what has best supported you in those moments where you may be experiencing doubt or despair, insecurity? <sighs> well, that is a very, very consistent theme, especially as you step into the bigness of who you are and start to really put yourself out there. The doubt, the insecurity, the comparison, all of these pieces come up to sort of get in our way a little bit and also to challenge us. How much do we really want to express this love? How much do we want to express this creation? So as we really unravel and unfold into our truest expression, it is a part of it the doubt and the insecurity and the comparison. And instead of pretending it's not there, just like the dissonant thoughts and the judgmental thoughts saying, oh, hey, what's up? I see you, you're there. And transmuting it and just saying, I see you, I know you're there. and. I get this, and as I get further into this, as I move more and more into my path, this is going to come up. So almost like a friend, they're like, hey, there you are again, you know, I, I see you. But I do specifically, I say, well, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to talk shit to myself. I'm not going to tell myself I'm not good enough or I don't have the right diction or the words aren't coming out in the way that I need them to come out or the expression is muted in any way. Where I am is where I am. And I just accept that and learn how to be ever more present. Mm. And then just be gentle, take myself for a walk, take myself to lunch, take myself to a massage. You know, just like do some self-care pieces and recognize that if that little voice, because that's usually a little girl, let's say that's your little girl that's saying, this isn't going to work. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get rejected. That something bad's going to happen to you. You don't want to get hurt. You want to avoid hurt at all costs. <laughs> and that's the little girl that got hurt and didn't get taken care of properly by myself. So now as an adult, 
I get to take care of my little girl and say, I hear you, but we got this and I got you. I got you. Mm. It doesn't matter if anyone else chooses you, Tara. I choose you. It doesn't matter if anyone chooses you, Hannah. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. Each moment I choose you. I chose this life. I chose this incarnation. I chose this divine expression. I know what it feels like to be chosen because I choose me. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. And especially like humans are these creative, wildly expressive creatures. And we've been in a society that creates these nine to five and these very rigid industrial kind of energies. And now that we're coming into our true creativity, our true gifts as teachers, as healers, as artists, as musicians, as writers, as all of it, then it is challenging the status quo, but it's also being embraced. It's being embraced by our sisters and brothers. It's being embraced by the media. It's being embraced. So the the thing about faith and about this path and about really choosing you and choosing your own special path is knowing that you're going to be held no matter what knowing that you're going to be held because you've got so much support by all kinds of beings, all kinds of light beings, all kinds of real beings, all kinds of, you know, magical animals and trees and mountains that are supporting you becoming the truest version of yourself. Mm. I absolutely love that. I do think that what you shared is so real. The more that we do support ourselves, the more that we will acknowledge and appreciate the support that is always around us, being the nature, being the family, being the community, being the sisterhood, being the brotherhood, being just the comfortabilities of life. Yeah, yeah. And... The more that we step into our true expression and our signature frequency, our vibrational frequency, then we attract more people that are going to continue to support that and to embrace it. And not only embrace it, elevate it. So amplify it. Mm, Conscious conscious conversation, which is what Mm -hmm. this is. It's like where we get to ignite each other. We get to set each other on fire to new ideas, opening neural pathways, opening cellular memory, activating all this stuff by the conversation. There is um, this beautiful book I've been reading, which is an old book, but somehow I didn't read it, but I thought I did. It's called The Celestine Prophecy. Have you read it? I have read it. Mm-hmm. And the way that he talks about conscious conversation, I think I might have read it too young, or maybe I never read it, but conscious conversation, there's no leadership. There's no 
higher authority. Everyone has jewels and gems of wisdom to share. No one's wisdom is more important or more significant or better said because it's a frequency of conversation. Mm. So that's exciting. And the pauses, you know, like the um, James Redfield was talking about, we know where to pause. We know where to pause because we're in so much rapport with the other people in the conversation. And that is only possible when we are deeply, deeply present and not thinking about what we're going to say, we become full channels for information. It's really revolutionary to be in communion with someone else in that way and the world in that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We cannot get to where we need to get evolutionarily without each other. Our brains and our cellular capacity can't be expanded without another being to bring their lifetimes of experience and wisdom and codes and information to us. Mm-hmm. It That's definitely exciting. makes you think about yeah. the next time that you do speak with someone who is in your world of really listening to what they're sharing and see if you are jumping, see if I'm jumping to conclusions of what they may say next and just evaluating how present I'm able to be with them. Then I can fully receive them. And when we fully receive we are also giving in a way and when we're giving, we are able to receive and we can really be in that harmony with another person. Mm-hmm. That's it, sister, harmony. It's all about harmony. The sound and the vibration of our speech and of our channel is all about harmony and resonance, vibrational resonance, really feeling into each other, really feeling. It brings, yeah, there's just so much. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because sound is the lower octave of light. So when you hear something, you're actually experiencing light. And after light is love. And as you go higher and higher and higher and higher. So that's super interesting. And those are that, that's what I'm going to be studying when I get off the phone with you. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'll invite you if you want. Like, I'll invite you to listen to this guy. He's going to come on the podcast and we're going to talk about it. So before I go off on that tangent, um, dear sister, I know that someone is out there listening and hearing this conversation and 
I know you have a specific message for that person. Can you, are you willing to speak that? Absolutely. So wonderful. It's time to breathe. It's time to breathe fully. And now more than ever, you are given a challenge. And this challenge is going to catalyze you into the next version of your becoming. And this challenge, you need to hold. You need to, you need to really get to know because you will look back at this challenge and have gratitude and have appreciation for it. And right now, you just need to trust me. You just need to trust yourself and just remember to breathe. And thank you. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's really a pleasure. We have a certain alchemy between us that's really beautiful. Like I feel it, you know, you you ignite me. I I hope that I ignite you as well. Mm, this conversation expanded me so much. And I have mutual love for you. <laughs> and I'm so honored to to see you rise and to expand. I'm excited for your growth and wisdom that's evolving for you to share. Amazing. Um, do you want to share your Instagram or any way to, to contact and be like in your field for people that are listening? Yeah, absolutely. You could find me on Instagram at Hannah B. That's H A N N A H B E I N G. Hannah B. I love it. Okay, sister. Thank you for a beautiful Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning into this cosmic life. I'm honored to share these frequencies and teachings with you. We are each other's medicine, truly. And as we become more curious and playful, guided by our hearts, we all heal. If you've enjoyed the content, the conversation, the vibration that you've experienced, please share with your family, your friends, your loved ones, a stranger on the bus, someone in need, If you feel inspired, I would love if you would rate this podcast and subscribe. And if you want to ask any questions about what was discussed or share your story and become a guest, please email me at thiscosmiclife777 at gmail.com. Have an incredible rest of the day and tune in soon. Love and light. Light and love to all that is, has been, and shall be. Blessed, blessed be.